Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis, and as always, I'm joined tonight by Michael. How you doing tonight, Mike? Pretty good, man. It's pretty good. It's an awesome night. How are you doing today? Not too bad. We just had a, uh, a wave of thunderstorms come through, but it seems to have passed, so hopefully we don't have any abnormal connection issues. As no, no lightning my, storming on you tonight? My rural DSL is never stellar, but... Uh, Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be upgrading that technology soon. <laughs> to, to cell phone technology? Is that what you... <laughs> so, some, kind of, some kind of microwave line of sight something. <laughs> Say the, uh, I don't know. It's, it's sev- it's the, your uh, internet connection is the butt of several of our jokes every once in a while with stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm staying at my parents while the, my house is, is gutted, and uh, the DSL here is... It's supposed to be 12 megabits down, which at best it gets like nine. And it, the upload is only 0. 0.7. You do realize that DSL is the um, HD DVD of the world, right? Like, right, right. It's going to it's going to it's lost basically to, to Blu-ray. I mean, if you're if you're in an area where cable TV is not available, that's really what it is. That's yeah. that's the option. Unless you're using one of those like AT&T or whatever, which is sell internet you know do cable companies cable companies just don't just don't like deliver or usage out they don't run lines out there is that what it is no i mean so they could they could run line there just aren't enough houses right you know my my parents property has has corn and soybean fields all around it they would have to run they would have to bury cable three quarters of a mile from the state road to even get here like we're we're three miles as the crow flies from the from the town where my house is, and that town is only a population of like two thousand. Oh, so there's cable in town, but not way out right. here. It's just not worth it for them to invest in the infrastructure. It's a whole topic. It's a whole topic that <laughs> we won't go into today. Well, we'll save that for next time we uh, get. Trotsky. No, I just had a long one with 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 Mike about that. It was just. Yeah, it's, we won't go into that subject. We'll ha- I'll just skip that one. No. Um, so I, I got uh, this thunderstorms from some unseasonably unseasonably warm weather we've been having. I know, I don't know about there, but today it was like sixty degrees here in, in Bloomington, and it, that's crazy. I mean, you know, global warming hmm. anecdotally. Anecdotally. <laughs> um, there you go. There you go. So you can say it better than I can. I I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I went outside. <laughs> I'm not going outside. It's, it's not unusual. I I work from home, so if I don't have a, uh, I was going to go over to the house today and and prime some uh, some drywall patching that I did, and then I remembered that we record tonight, and obviously I'm out of there. Happen, so. I'm not doing that. No patching. You so s- I got to spend my whole weekend uh, putting my new computer together. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. How'd that go? Uh, well, it's it's a, mix, it's a mixed bag because, in one hand, it went excellent. <laughs> On the other hand, it went terrible. And it's always yeah. a mixed bag. What uh, what was terrible? You want to do terrible it? first? Well, now let's first. do let's do let's do good because that's the first part. The, the good all was right, that all, right. all I put the hardware together, I unboxed it, I put it together in maybe an hour, if that. And I think there was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe one thing that I I got a little hung up on, and it was. Uh, how to install the fan 
it comes with different tons of sockets to install it to the motherboard, the fan for the processor. And yeah, that was, that was the hiccup. Right. I and and you don't want to mess that up because you're messing with powering the, the, fans. the processor. So I was like, Oh, but, uh, that, that, Oh, the processor fan. Yeah. That's a, that's right. A, that's so I, I, I took, uh, I mean, it just figured out, I guess it basically YouTube like, okay, this fan. And I was like, Oh, well they're using different stuff, but, um, which I, which I had, it had mm-hmm. all the stuff there. Um, but it, besides that, it, it, it hooked together. I, another thing I had to make sure the jumpers, there were some jumpers, but today I'm the last time I built was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, uh, maybe longer. And today's boards and okay. technology are just, I don't know, someone, go, someone, someone with a brain or some kind of UI experience finally decided that they should work with these, uh, he- hardware technology people and label things properly instead of XR one, six, nine port two dash one. Jumper four AB, you know, it's just like this is the uh, speaker one jumper. This is speaker two jumper. This is reset button jumper. You know, now they're properly labeled, um, which was that made it a breeze. But anyway, that that went well. Got it all done. Everything fired up, and I was like, this just worked. There was no problem. I was super excited about that. And here's where the bad part comes in. Um, I couldn't okay. get I couldn't get Windows to work. Um, I, I mean, I could go on and on about how terrible of an experience I had with it. It's not, it's not particularly windows fault. It's partially my fault. Now, if you're, if you're comfortable saying on the show, did you, did you buy a retail copy of windows or <laughs> like, I, I just imply that there's some possibly some shenanigans there. No. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say that when I did my, um, my gaming PC build, I acquired windows through alternate means and uh i don't think that was my problem my problem was that i was using windows 7 on a machine that i built like five years after windows 7 came out i really needed windows 8 and i ended up just buying it off of amazon but right no uh i I came close to that i came close to that what 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 uh, i have is that i work for a a university and so i have i get that kind of for free it's part of the deal because I'm, I'm staff and uh, yeah, my, my last job was also, I, I didn't work directly for the university, but closely enough that I had the logons nice, and, nice. and licenses and stuff where I could get access to some of that software, which is, which is really nice. Well, it, it's, it's come, it's come know, a long using, way using stuff recreationally. Like I was Photoshop sure. and things like that. Uh, well, not professionally. It's, it's come a long way how they're doing it and tracking it. It's been different, but it, basically the last time I got one, um, I got an actual like installation to do like a clean install. You used to be able to go down to our technology store on campus and you could just buy the disc for a, a, disc, disc, a, disc, yeah. a discounted price. Um, it was like 20 bucks for windows seven or something. Mm-hmm. And that was great. You know, and, and I planned on doing that. And then I went down there and to the technology store and the kid sitting at the, 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 desk was like um i don't know what you're talking about windows discs we sell um ipad case covers maybe iphone covers you know like <laughs> they don't sell technology in technology stores anymore it's just terrible no, no. it's all accessories so I, I realized found out the hard way as i have my pc built with no windows that they don't i can't get the disc um which wouldn't have helped anyway because i forgot i made a decision i didn't buy a a, a uh a disc player. Like I didn't buy a, a DVD or a Blu-ray reader and an optical and I, that's drive. It, an optical drive. I did not buy an optical drive. 
Um, I, I had planned that I have two of them on my, on my current PC and I would just use one of those. Uh, so I said, well, mm-hmm. th- that's what I had decided to do. Couldn't find it. Um, so I, but I found out that I could download the, the ISO file, the image from, from the school's tech site. And I got it because mm-hmm. it then behind logins and all that kind of check up and whatever good product keys. I did that, got it, but I can't burn the darn thing to disk. I couldn't do what I needed to do. Uh, so I said, <laughs> well, I'll just go, I'll just go gut it out of my old machine. And I put it in my new machine and I set it there and I went to plug it in and realized that my new motherboard doesn't have an IDE port. They don't, evidently those are old and you can't, Oh wow! You can't do IDEs anymore on motherboards unless you've got legacy ones. So I couldn't use my CD drive, and I was just—it just at every turn things were thwarting me here and there. I finally figured out how to image it to a, a, a USB drive, which I happened to have one that was big enough. Um, did that, installed it. It oh, I had to all in this process. I had to get my old hard drive out of my old machine and put it in the new machine so that I could even load anything up. Um, I got it. Uh, installed on the thumb drive, installed the Windows, and in the middle of the installation, and here's where my problem came in. In the middle of the installation, it told me that I needed to <laughs> to to sign to have an, put in my Microsoft account. I hadn't really mm-hmm. actively used my Microsoft account forever, and sure. except it just I just it was automatically part of Windows the last Windows I had, and mm-hmm. so I put it in. And it was like that's not the right password. I was like, ugh, okay. So I try a bunch of different passwords and that I, it might be, and it wasn't working. And then I hit, well, maybe I'll get find pat, you know, reset my password. And I closed the window and it lets you continue. And then all of a sudden it just stopped asking me for an account and continued on with installation. I was like, Oh, that's fine. No big deal. And installed everything. And then as soon as it's done installing windows, it says, okay, log on to windows. What am I supposed to log in with? And Evidently, in that mm. installation process, if you didn't put one in, it uh, you can't log into Windows, period, at all. You, you just installed nothing, uh, right? Uh, it was real tough. dumb. And I spent two hours coming to that realization because it kept telling me that my Windows, <laughs> my Microsoft username and password was incorrect. And I knew because I went back to Microsoft on, on my iPad and was just doing everything, resetting everything to make sure everything was right. Um, so anyway, I, I decided to back out and reinstall Windows again. I did it, and this time I put in my um, my thing, and it I went before I hit the reset password. I read a little fine print at the bottom that said you need to put in your your educational use uh, uh, account name. I was like, that's weird. So I put that <laughs> one in, and uh, it accepted it. And there's a little bit more to this story too, but I accepted it, and it went through, and everything was great, and it finally logged in. And it said, oh, no, it says my organization does not allow this, but you can do a local one. I said, thank God, do a local user account. Did it, made it, got it in. I was like, totally awesome. This was Sunday afternoon. And then I realized that I had installed it on the wrong drive. I know. Oh, no. So last night, but. Because you got a, you got an SSD and a, and a normal and a two normal terabyte. Right. Plattered. So yeah, gotcha. I, I ended up just unplugging everything except the USB drive, the SSD sent windows to go and then went to bed. Actually, I didn't went to bed. I, I got it all done about nine o'clock. And the first thing I did after updating drivers and updating stuff, by the way, it runs like a dream. Like it does. It's super fast. It's I've got, an, <laughs> I think a pretty amazing computer. I'm really happy with it. 
Um, loads up in 20 nice. seconds, maybe maximum if that, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, the drivers, everything was done. So some of that, some of that's just having a new clean machine. Like you could, I'm sure you know this, like you can take a computer that you've been using for three, four years and just wipe it, reinstall everything. And suddenly everything, it's not, it's not fast sure. like a new computer, but you realize that over time, no matter how, you know, vigilant you are, anytime you install and then uninstall any kind of app, you're, you're adding a little bit of, I don't know. Yeah. Detritus. No, the, the worst part of, is that every developer seems to think that they're the only app, you know, application developer, uh, that this person ever uses. So they have to like take control of the system and install things everywhere and hooks in here that never go away. And the worst is applications that even mm -hmm. for small ones that you need for one time will install themselves at startup. You know what I mean? So I need a, a yeah. burner for my DVD player and I'll download this software. And Oh, by the way, it's going to run in the background. Everything's going to run in your, uh, in your, system tray or yeah and what's worse is that they depending on they'll hide windows them away or windows or mac it's it's no it it's it's no better yeah, it's on mac terrible it's terrible and and even if you peer, periodically go through and check that stuff there's still stuff that loads up and it's just difficult to get rid of um so yeah that's that's what happens with those machines but th this was real nice super fast uh my updates were quicker than I could ever imagine updates on an application to go. Once I got windows done and working, mm. it's awesome. I love it. It's, it's everything super easy. Windows 10 is not terrible. Like, uh, people hated what eight was it, <laughs> which eight wasn't terrible either, but yeah, it's great. I, I love it. And, um, I went ahead and installed steam and the battle net and started downloading those games. Mm -hmm. And I've only launched one, which was pillars of a, Pillars of Eternity for Steam, and I just launched it to look at the graphics. I was like, "Oh, pretty." I don't know but, that I've played that one. Uh, it's like a Baldur. It's a modern day. Uh, like, you ever played Baldur's Gate? Those kind of games. Those uh, like old D and D no. games where you have like a whole party and mm. kind of like a pause combat, but it's real time. It's it's pretty cool. It's definitely a throwback, but it's modern, and they made like, it just a new one. Like Gauntlet, or no, 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 no. Like um, um like Fire Emblem. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay, like none of those. Then. Yeah, you, you, you look it up because you, you, I'm sure you had to have played these before. Okay. They, they used to be the old, like the old D&D. &D, oh, I say there's different kinds of those, but Baldur's mm -hmm. Gate was, I, it's the only thing I say, but they made Icewind Dale trilogy and stuff like that. They had tons of really these kind of, it's 3D isometric view is what it is. And, um, okay. uh, but it's very cool. And they made them, they've made a modern one. So these are people who have a passion and love it. And they made a really like professionally done new one called Pillars of Eternity. And it was like last year, I think. And it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Love the game, everything about it. Um, but haven't really been able to play it too much. So I installed it. Uh, but it doesn't have a lot of hard graphics stuff. So the, really the graph, the graphics weren't, uh, my new upgraded graphics weren't impressive at all with it. I'm mm. hoping that I'm hoping that Diablo three will impress, but I mean, Diablo three is still not terribly new. Um, I was going to say maybe overwatch, but you don't, you probably don't have that. You just have it on console. No, I don't have it on, and... on there. And the real problem with overwatch is that, I mean, it looks great on the PlayStation, I, I don't know. 
it's not a realistic type game, I guess. I mean, maybe right. Yeah, it's the it's the Blizzard way. Right, that's the Blizzard way. That's right. So even when I get this Diablo three install, I I don't know how graphics can be. I mean, I I'm sure we all said that five ten years ago when we're like, oh, graphics are never going to get better, and they do, but. Yeah, I've just not seen any video or anything online that's been like, oh, my God, that's dropped dead. You know, get me now. I want it, want it, want it because of the graphics. Um, mm-hmm. And I could be wrong. I'm sure the people, listeners who are like, oh, boy, you haven't played this. Um, I mean, I can see like a game like Elder Scrolls online, like putting that in and having a 3D kind of world that looks amazing, more amazing on a PC, good graphics card than other games. But Pac-Man's not going to look any different. No, right. Right. Yeah, and it's hard with, I mean, I'm as any uh, longtime listeners of the show will know, we're we're big Blizzard fans, and one right. of the things I particularly like about Blizzard is they're, they're usually pretty good about optimizing their games for older hardware, yeah. which usually means that if you've got a bleeding-edge brand-new machine, it's not going to look, I mean, it's going to look good, it's not going to it's not going to blow your mind. Right. Um, you know, it's just going to, everything's going to run at high frame rates and all of that. I think when I had my computer upgraded last time was when Guild Wars 2 came out, probably. And okay. and that li- that did look great. Like, that's an example of something that when I played it and I had a new machine and I was like, oh, this is beautiful. This is so much, you know, just so much markedly better. Um, when you can get better textures and things like that. And also I remember playing, uh, updating Skyrim to the newer textures mm-hmm, with the newer mm-hmm. graphics card. And I'm like, this is just gorgeous. So there's some, I guess I just don't, I, I don't, here, here's a bad thing about me. I guess because I have not had, you know, the best PC in the last many years and Blizzard games have been spoiling me with the thing you just mentioned that I don't have to, and I continue to play these games just fine. <laughs> and the fact that steam is a lot about these indie games that aren't about, you know, beautiful textures and things that, yeah, that I don't, yeah. I don't have, I don't have a desire. Most games that I have, or do I think about buying aren't the, you know, gorgeous kind of games. And if I do, I usually buy them on PlayStation, you know, right. Which it's fairly good as it is, but I don't know. Maybe that'll change when I, decide to play through my backlog of PlayStation games and play, buy some PC games. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I know I said before the show, maybe we should talk about, um, shadow of war. I know you haven't played it yet, but for me, it's my first, uh, my first console game since buying the PS4. Yeah. As I, as I did just last week. Um, are you enjoying without talking about the game per se? Cause I know we probably want to talk about this later, but do, are you enjoying it? Your experience on the PlayStation with it? Or are you wishing that like, I wish this was on my keyboard? Um, no, not with this game. I mean, I played shadow of Mordor, um, on the computer. I, as I'm sure I've mentioned on the show before, I have a standing desk. I have a tall chair that works with it, but it's, it's not a big computer chair. It's more like a drafting chair. That's, high enough up that I can be comfortable at a standing desk. Yeah. Um, and so either position is not great for long-term gaming, which is probably okay. Like, you know, so that I'm not in wow or Minecraft for five, six straight hours. Um, maybe that's my issue, right? <laughs> that I, have, I have a comfortable chair, in, um, I have a really comfortable chair in, in a game like heroes of the storm. If I'm playing a uh, quick match or, or, 
PvP, I actually prefer to be standing. Um, I feel like I'm more, with you know, more alert and reflexes and stuff. But of course, all of those conditions lead me to enjoy an opportunity to sit in a completely comfortable setting and play a game. Yeah, uh, I have actually been using a beanbag chair, which I never thought I would use again. But the the TV the TV in the sort of home theater room that in my parents' basement that doesn't get as much use because it's not heated and hmm. there's a TV in the living room upstairs now. But that's where I set up the console, and the couch is far enough away that I can't read all the menus and stuff in the game. Oh, right. I don't know if that's if that's me, you know, my eyesight going bad. I I don't think ah. so, but um some some games are you know what? I wonder if I wonder if that was the last game was like that too. There was one game and it really feels like it was that game, the previous one mm-hmm. that it's like what is wrong with you people and your font? Don't you realize that you are on a television here and you have to upgrade your font? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I feel like if I were on like a 24-inch screen, you know, whatever two feet from my face i could read it just fine yeah on a on a 50 inch tv i gotta be within you know like six ten feet of the tv to be able to to really see it and the the couch is more like i don't know i'm bad at gauging distances but call it like 25 feet Mm, maybe far that's a big room Maybe more like, yeah, it's a big if you're if you're browsing Netflix and um, and just watching a movie with normal size subtitles like that's all fine. But um, this is a game. It's not an MMO, but it has items and menus and yeah. things that you kind of need to read. And, and if you're not in a game, the normal PlayStation interface is is kind of at that same scale. Uh, I think that some some of those are in, unforgivable when developers they see like that and they they I know you can't say everybody's TV is big or huge or small or whatever but sure. I, I know I know these are clearly sometimes they're like well we'll make it on PC and then we'll port it or we have teams that are made it in this engine and we don't do it right. uh, the 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 DC Universe Online is a really really bad culprit of that is that everything is super mm. small there's no mechanism to change your font and it's just terrible to read. Um, fun game, but terrible to read. Yeah, if you're in like like World of Warcraft or something, they have UI scaling, right? You know, so if you're on a different device or you're at a different distance or something, in my apartment and at my house, when I still had the living room set up, like I had my recliner close enough to the TV that I could, you know, it wasn't a problem. Right. Um, but it just happens that here the TV is in. You know, it's at one end of kind of a long room and whatever. Like, that's more detail than I needed to go into with that. But overall, um, you know, the controller is better than the one for the PS3 was. I went to the PS3 from the Xbox 360, and I had to buy those um, those plastic triggers that snap on the, oh, yeah. the R2, R2, L2. Just so you could feel better. Oh, otherwise my finger just rolls right off of it like why was it curved in that way it doesn't make any sense sure um of course then i played a couple games where that button was like a block or something 
and uh, and those triggers kept snapping off. I eventually just glued them on. Oh, got it. Keep it. That that was that was the PS3 the, ones, right? You said. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But the, the PS4 one is is fine. It's it's more comfortable in my hand. Um, I don't uh, I don't use the little touch pad thing much. Right. Um, it's a little bit awkward for like using the keyboard, but not as awkward as trying to use a keyboard with a D-pad. So, oh, so you use overall, that. that's 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 a positive uh, positive change. I, I you know what um I had I like them. I'm sure I had a little bit of like oh this is really neat. This is an interesting thing they put on their controllers. There's two parts of the PlayStation controllers that I think are are interesting that they don't use enough of. One is that right there. No one uses it properly in any game that I've ever seen. It uses it in a good way besides an extra button even. I mean, so many games use an extra button. Yeah, it's just a button. Our friend Chance tells me that it comes in very handy with um, Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO. Uh, I played that on my PC with a um, generic PC gamepad that's... It's just like a, it's just like an Xbox controller. Uh, there's no touchpad or anything, but I have an actual mouse. He says in that game because it's an MMO and you do like inventory management and stuff. Having that gamepad is really ha- that touchpad is really handy for some of those UI elements. Oh, they, that's right. They actually use a, a like a mouse little in that. There's game. an actual cursor. You can you can interact with everything using the D pad, but just like the keyboard, it's sometimes faster to use a, a touchpad. Okay, I think later I want to come back and talk about this Final Fantasy thing. I've got something to say about that, so don't let me forget. Okay. But but <laughs> I, I want to stay back here on the PlayStation. So the other one that I like a lot that they don't use is that there's speakers in the controllers. And yeah, I I was going to I was going to comment on that cuz I was doing something probably just watching a show and I felt like I could hear something right near me like it was coming out of my phone and i'm like wait that's not uh that's not a thing like um they they use it sort of seemingly randomly in shadow of war i'm I'm sure it's not but like when you use certain cooldowns or certain abilities you'll get like an extra sword clanging sound that comes out of the controller and the first time i did something and sound came out of the controller i was like wait they they put a speaker in the damn controller. Uh-huh. Why? Why did they do that? It's, it's awesome. And then, and then there's also the weird, uh, the weird light That's bar weird. thing That's just flat, that I, weird. I feel like is being used for things like it's different colors at different times. But I'm not looking at the controller, so I don't really know. I mean, why? I, I don't understand. I mean. I, that yeah. makes no sense to me whatsoever. And and w- originally with things like the the PlayStation, was it Move or the little ball, light balls they had and stuff? It was so that you could differentiate like, oh, yellow, pink player is this one and green, blue player is this one. But oh, you know, And when yeah, you have yeah. multiplayers on a PlayStation 4, they definitely, the controllers definitely do light up. But never what has, has anyone in the history of the world complained that they can't find what controller they are. You know, which, which one of these controllers is mine? Uh... I pushed right. the start on this one and I know I've been holding it for 20 minutes, but am I pink or am I green? Does it, you know, it's what, <laughs> whatever. Um, or, Hey, I got the wrong yeah. one. Switch me. You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, so, and it's really bright. Like I, a lot of people will put things over those light things to make them like stickers and stuff like that to make them. Yeah. Because, because it's while I'm playing, I don't mind, but I'm, 
I've usually had my PC in the same room where I sleep. Oh, yeah. And so I've definitely had, like, like my USB drive I have now or previous computers. Actually, my Windows computer is the same way. Like, it, you you get all those little... Uh, those little stickers oh, with yeah. your with yeah. your CPU and stuff. I put those over the the blue LEDs. Oh, smart, yeah. In the case because it's it's in the room where I sleep. Like it's too bright. A, a blue LED will light up the oh, whole right. room. I, got, I have a on my TV. I've got an HDMI switcher, and I just don't understand what people how anyone tested this thing because it's a fantastic HDMI switcher, but it has just this one massively blue bright blue neon light they just it, like when we turn on the movies <laughs> the whole room is lit up with this blue light but it's behind coming from behind the tv yeah. and like i had to put like heavy black tape over it and like that is the dumbest thing ever and there's no modifying the bright they just say let's put the brightest led thing in here yeah and never test it but anyway the, the so right. the the sound on the controller i think is really really neat and it's not used near often or as well as i know just me, I can see that it should be used. I mean, there's all sorts of little information that you should mm. be able to give right at your fingertips here. Come the voice come from here and it doesn't, sure. or whispers and things like that. Um, one example of one that was the coolest of any of them I've ever seen was my daughter plays Skylanders, the Skylanders games. And um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we were playing it one day and there's one of their expansions is called uh, trap team. And the theme of that one is that you can go around and fight. When you fight a boss, you can trap them in your crystal, which is obviously a mechanism to buy more crystal toys. You know, you got to have different crystals and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, I have billions of these miniature things. But anyway, so you trap the, the monster and you put them in the crystal, right? So you insert it into the little base mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the animation on the screen plays and it whirls into things and kind of like comes towards you. And all of a sudden that monster who in Skylanders, they always have some kind of like uh, ethnic accent or some kind of funny personality that they talk. Well, you, you have okay. these, once you put them in your crystals, you can call on them during the game as kind of like summons. You can turn into them for, period amount of time and then if you want to turn a different one you change you swap the crystal out for different guys you've captured um but the the real neat part about that is that when you're playing whatever monster or boss that you've captured will talk to you through your controller like he's like trapped inside your controller Mm. You know, and he constantly talks about being trapped in there. So it's not on the screen he's in this thing and then all of a sudden it will go like when you put him on or select it or something, it'll you'll hear him go like out of your controller onto the screen again. And then he's talking out there. So that's really cool. That was really cool. It's like, oh, he's actually I got him trapped. He's trapped in my hand here type thing. Right, right. So anyway, that's that's a neat thing that PlayStation has that I think is uh, cool. And people don't use the the headphones. You can I got a headphone jack on it, too, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Right, right. That's a it's a good controller, and I know they charge like sixty bucks for it, but there's a lot. I mean, of it's that. not. That's, I feel like that's in the same neighborhood of what the PS3 and Xbox 360 controllers were. Yeah, but they maybe were, they were that. Maybe I mean, at the time, I know I I only ever had one controller for the PS3, but I looked at getting a second controller and it was never like unless you wanted to roll the dice on a third party controller it it never got under 
like 50 bucks it, i feel it, it like it doesn't like, they never uh, do I've, I've bought i just don't you know i yeah. didn't I, I never had people over and when i did i never you know we were never gonna like play console games sure you know I, we were gonna we were gonna have a few beers watch the office and then go out to the bar like <laughs> right and you know there, there was never a reason for me to have a second control I, i've always had two because i obviously have, myself, I have kids so, so that's that's yeah, been, yeah. been a thing but the uh the, and this one i have three because um as one start the thumb rubber starts to wear out i use it so much that mm. it's like it's totally fine but i've had it since launch day and okay i'll get a third one and it's good um and, and I didn't mind paying 60. Like, like I said, for PlayStation 3, I was kind of like, oh my God, it's the price of a game and it's just the controller. But I get it with this one. It's, it's a hand-packed deal. But anyway. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. How, than, how, uh, is the interface okay for you? How are you feeling about like the, the, the home menus and navigating through that stuff? You know, I mean, I haven't used it for anything else. My, my PS3 I used for Netflix and to interface with my... Uh, plex server yeah though at the time playstation didn't have a plex app i assume they do by I, now i, I think but, they do actually um it was just your standard uh dlna i want to say which is it's just like network file browsing basically yeah, right. specifically specifically you know centered around media but it's still like open this folder and then this yeah, folder yeah. and then this terrible. folder and then find the episode you want and hope that you remembered where you left off <laughs> right, right. It was uh, terrible. kind of kind of experience but at the time like you know chromecast wasn't even out yeah. yet so those those was before i moved and so you know it was that or you know spend 200 dollars on an apple tv which i nearly did this last yeah, weekend right. but um just because Apple TV still does stuff. I mean, we talked sure. about this when Trotsky was. Well, my, 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 uh, I mean, I, I'm excited. I love my PlayStation. It's not a question anybody listens to the show knows that I love my PlayStation, but, um, <laughs> and I am excited to play some, some PC games and a, and a ni- nicer thing. The best part about playing a, a PC is not necessarily, or buying this new PC isn't necessarily for the ooh whiz bang awesome graphics type thing or that it can run maxed out. The best, most exciting part about playing a game for me is that I can go to my PC, turn it on and start playing really fast. Um, it was at a point now where it would take like, Hey, all right, we're going to, I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to turn my computer on and then I'm going to go get a sandwich and I'm going to come back and load up a, a game and then I'm going to go get a drink. Oh, you know? right. And it's just, yeah. Cause you had a right, system. right. So I'm excited to be able to like, that's what you could do with the console. You just, I just turn it on and start playing. And so I know I know you don't have any basis of comparison for this, but this is something we talked about uh, in chat a couple of weeks ago. I've not been like blown away by the graphics quality on the PS4 the way that I expected to. Now, granted, um, it's probably been a couple years since I played yeah. it, played the PS3. I had the last Gamefly game I had was Arkham City, okay. I want to say. And I don't think I finished that. Like, I had it long enough where I was like, okay, I just don't have the 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 drive and the opportunity to play the console like I used to. And I'm paying for Gamefly and not using it like I did with Netflix back when Netflix sent discs right. to your house. Um. But I played 
Shadow of Mordor on the PC, and um, and there are certain cutscenes and things in this in the second one where I'm like, huh, this this actually seems worse than the old one. Not necessarily worse than the old one, but worse than the experience I remember sure. on the PC. And of course, uh, you know, part of that is part of that is time. Like, you know, I played Shadow of Mordor again, like a couple years ago whenever it was still pretty new um you know so some of that could just be distorted memory i remember remember shadows um, not for its graphical quality i can say that much i i was fine but i don't i don't remember it being and i'm and i have a feeling that they probably used as much reused as much textures for that game for the new one as as they could i would assume yeah i can Uh, i mean it it was a fun game in, in the gameplay but i don't remember it being like Whoa, that Balrog is huge, you know, or beautiful. Um, I mean, I still run into some PlayStation games that are like that too, and I and I'm I'm watching them. I'm thinking, wow, this this feels weird. I mean, not to segue over to movies, but my daughter was watching a, a movie called uh, The Little Prince, and it had some what I thought was really like 1990s graphics on it. Um, but the story is amazing and great and it's new and it's modern and, it, and it's kind of one of those things that it doesn't have to have that to be great. It's a style. And so so there's some games sure, that can sure. can transcend that. And then there's other ones that, you know, you just starkly notice that it looks old, that this bad artwork. Yeah, I mean, up up until up until the Switch, that's been Nintendo's whole business model. Right. Well, I'm exaggerating. No, no, I, you know I agree I mean. with you. It's, it's like, fun instead not, of... Not focus on the the technical you know uh the sort of performance uh what's the word i'm looking for with that high-end graphics high-end graphics sure because you know like microsoft and sony are fighting that out and so they're like what can we do that is not that because you know right they're already there are already two big companies going at it over this over this battle. Let's find a different market to to tap into. And you can tell they were a success because Sony and Microsoft followed the Wii with the Connect and the Move. Yeah. Connect was more successful than the Move, but neither were had a lot of longevity. Yeah, the the Wii though, oh God, this is really segueing into Wii. The Wii, it's just, it's just, I really dislike the Wii. I mean, I own one. I owned it late. I, I don't know. We can't really talk about this because my my opinion of Nintendo is 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 mixed anger and love all at the same time. I, I don't like anything except Nintendo stuff. There's nothing else I like. I mean, there's nothing I can't. You can't point to me off the top of your head, a third-party Nintendo-only type thing that I like, oh, I love it, or any kind of system seller oh, ever. Um, you can say, mm-hmm. oh, Splatoon. Is Splatoon Nintendo? I can't remember. Like, But no, these things, there's nothing I can even think of. But I can name you tons of third-party games I love and would buy a whole system for on the PlayStation or the Xbox. You know? I see, I see. And, and so I love Nintendo because they're Nintendo. I love everything about them and what they do. But I don't their business is not built around anything else but them and or at least it's I not see. catching on or something i don't know i mean like you said that that was their idea and their idea was to like, let's not fight this graphics war and let's not do this but very very few developers followed that lead or maybe you know right. I mean, well we just said blizzard kind of did but 
Blizzard isn't ma- still isn't making games for the for the the Wii U or the Switch. Yeah, I mean Blizzard. Aside from the port of Diablo Two that I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, like Blizzard doesn't make well, they make games. Overwatch. Well, that's true. And, I always forget that one. And Overwatch is fantastic on it. it it's it's cross platform. So is um, it? I don't it's think a it's cross. Sh- it's a shooters. Right. Well, it's like it's like Final Fantasy. Like as far as I know, you have to buy the copy of it for whatever system, yeah. and you probably can't do matchmaking between at least i would hope yeah, I, that I you, can't you can't because that's not a level playing field right but uh well they the uh yeah which makes me a little sad because i i did see it in the, the battle net launcher you know overwatch there and uh, i don't know I, i'm pc purists would especially gamer pc purists would roll their eyes at me it was all sorts of credit by saying i don't like playing shooters on on a pc i enjoy it with the controller oh, but that's man. just that's just me i just I played Team Fortress 2 forever, and I was fairly decent at it. And I get it. I get the precision. But I just enjoy yeah. games a lot more than just, I don't know. That's also why I'm not a good sniper in games. I just don't snipe. <laughs> you have to have a controller. It's just not that great. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not great in shooters at shooters in general, but I, I acknowledge that uh, interface. I mean, I bought, I bought Destiny 2 on the PC, and I won't. I won't get it on the console. Like it's PVE, so it probably would be fine on the console. Yeah. But as we've talked about before, I'm not. I don't dislike it. I'm just not impressed enough with it to pay for it right, again. For sure, for sure. The uh, well, the so kind of go back to what you were saying. I, I, there, there are some that are that are worth it. I, I personally think the Elder Scrolls Online uh, is beautiful when playing it on the PlayStation Four. Uh, I can only I can only mm-hmm. imagine though that it looks even ten times better on the PC because the graphics power. Sure. Um, but it is a beautiful, it is a pretty pretty game, and I and I and I find myself act- actually taking screenshots on my PlayStation of this scene and stuff <laughs> because it's just so pretty. There's so many scenes that are just really beautiful. Um, so there's there's some of that out there. I guess it just depends on. That that was kind of how Black Desert yeah. was. Uh, of course, the the gameplay didn't really. I. I stuck with it for a long time, but it was really just glorified chores. Right, man. I there's a fine. I have. There's so many. It's great. I I hadn't played my. Hadn't actively kept up with my my PC gaming as much as I had hoped. So when I went back and and I turned launched Steam and was looking at my library for things I just want to go ahead and install. I've got so many old games that I'm sad that I didn't either didn't finish, didn't get to play them. Yeah, like. uh, well, there was one an MMO called Wildstar that came out. It may still be out. Oh yeah, but I I played that when it was in beta. Yeah, me too. I, I played it in beta, and it was actually very fun. Uh, it was very wow. It's like they took wow, but it wasn't wow. And I thought, hey, yeah, I forget, I forget what the deal is with that. Most most MMOs for me came down to, you know, if I'm going to invest in another MMO, I could just go back to wow, and I wouldn't have to relearn all this stuff. Yeah. And whatever, you know, they do weird, you know, monetization things or they're not optimized for graphics very well. That might have still been a time when I didn't have good Windows hardware. Yeah. And I was like, this this does not run well enough for me to. Mine was mine was fine with it, like graphics wise, because I I felt that it was good that I felt the same way what you just uh, described was uh, oh man, this is great, but 
you know, I got all this kind of unlocked on WoW and yeah. And, and I'm especially right. especially if you don't have a group. Like if you have a group, you know, I had a few a few um not I mean one one actual friend and some, you know, guild friends, not really real real life people who we all went to wow from this is going to be one of your uh, quotes by the way dennis rogers says i had one friend once (laughs) (laughs) no the the group of people that i migrated to wow from guild wars with one of whom was a was a friend from real life and the other half dozen were members of our guild in guild wars yeah um and that guild fell apart like eventually we found a different group but uh um you know it's it's fairly pointless to start up a new mmo by yourself yeah right that that's that's always been part of it for me i'm like i mean uh, i i I definitely agree with that i've done it i definitely agree with that and and I, i will put a caveat on that by saying it depends on the mmo meaning that like I would recommend someone playing uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic uh, solo, and I would recommend and Elder Scrolls the same way. I think they've got good stories and good single player content that you can play the whole game and not even care that there's other people walking around and really have a good time with it. But but mm-hmm. other otherwise, Warcraft not so much. You know th- these, you know those games are just I don't know they're they're grindy kind of even in their quest design but yeah right. i don't know um final fantasy same way i think 14 hey let's let's talk about that let's can we move over to that um i kind of wanted to go back yeah. to that uh so i talked to a friend who was complaining about final fantasy 14 i actually the complaint was about final fantasy 15 but uh they'd said that okay. Final Fantasy 14, they didn't like it because it felt like it was supposed to be a PC and it is cross platform. And for all the reasons that you said that our buddy Chance liked it, they hated it. They said that, you know, it felt like that the the, the PC people who were playing could type really fastly. They could get all their mm. abilities and hotkeys and stuff like that. And on the on the PlayStation with the controller, you had to constantly be crazy using the little mouse thing that was awkward and switching back and forth and using mice when you don't have a mouse was difficult mm-hmm. so they were like oh I, I, they really didn't like that um but our conversation actually got us on final fantasy 15 because i almost bought that for black friday okay um and then i just could not for some reason i'd watch the trailers i'm in the mood for a final fantasy game i have been but they're That's- just losing me they're just losing me like yeah square enix is just losing me with final fantasy they've (laughs) lost me probably for five years at least but uh this recent one they're moving to be to become a boy band i Mm. I mean i'm not i'm not digging on them that's it's like a boy band that's what they're you're playing there was terrible (laughs) terrible i mean they're they're driving around in cars on a road trip Mm. and and then you and i talked about offline and all of a sudden then you just throw in a a, a chocobo Mm -hmm. riding along and you're like ugh, what is what is what is this they've this is not Final Fantasy. You're throwing in your chocobos <laughs> and your uh, moogles or whatever they are to show that you're Final Fantasy when it's nothing like Final Fantasy. Right. You know? And it's worse when, when the, the main characters on the trailers were like, I saw them say things like, this is like I'm in a real-time RPG. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Mm. 
you know, little, you should watch the honest while. trailers. Watch honest trailers of Final Fantasy 15. It it nails it, nails it. I've said in the past that I'm not a Final Fantasy player. Like I played uh, 11 or maybe 13, whatever was on the 360. Yeah. Um, that was single player. I didn't get all the way through it, and I played 14 for a while uh, with a little bit with our buddy Chance. I mean he is all maxed out so we didn't really do we didn't play together um i was kind of conflicted about it because i was to the point where you know my wow sub was still going but i was like well there's this game here and it's it had a free trial so between that one and eso i was like well i'm not just gonna buy you know a box game without trying it first yeah Especially if it's an MMO and I'm looking at sinking a lot of time into right. it. And so I tried it and I liked the, you know, there wasn't a, a lot of variation with the character design, just like um, just like Black Desert had. But it all looked really pretty because, you know, I come from WoW, which while I, I really like everything about that world, the character design is very cartoony. Yes. Um, that's one of the things that I respect about it, it's a way that they manage to make the game scale and work with older technology um, without being, without suffering from the Uncanny Valley. Um, But um, the story was, was fairly engaging, fairly interesting. You know, I felt like I, at a certain level, cared about these different countries and their in their different ideas as they dealt with this looming threat that was all like i assume most of it means something to people familiar with the world but was still to a certain extent compelling to me um and i while i played on a pc i did play with a gamepad okay um and most of that i didn't mind either uh it's a thing that i think is is typical when you try to port or you try to make like cross games they work on both uh, yeah sort of cross games that are rpg like this you do a lot of like if you hold the left trigger and press x it does this if you press x by itself oh, yeah. it's, it's like an just, alternate map you know this yeah but this. did you it's a, did you, a mo- did modifier you find yourself system. going back and forth though like all of a sudden now you put the controller down use the keyboard and mouse for this thing this part like inventory management and stuff i don't i don't think so like maybe if i was typing okay right like if i was going to use guild chat or they're not called guilds but it's a guild um then i would just type that's uh, oddly that's one thing that it's not just not able to break into a console is, is keyboards. Like no matter how many games they put chat into it and the capability of it, it people just don't carry around their keyboards. I mean, I'm sure some do, obviously you see the chats happen, but it's not a standard thing for anyone to say like, Oh, I need a keyboard for my console, you know, for a console. Yeah. It's, it's just not a thing they'll do. You know, they'll invest more in the voice chat, the developers will, Um, which depending on what you're doing works better anyway. Like if you're if you're playing Heroes of the Storm at any kind of competitive level or like you're raiding and wow or whatever, like people aren't relying. Well, here's something. 
It's right. too slow. Br- bringing it back to Final Fantasy a little bit. Two things that that have frustrated me with the the game. Well, three things I would say. Point three quick points about Final Fantasy that's bugged me about it in the last since Here since before surprise. ten, maybe nine, was that they have um, uh, gone away from the fantasy. Like they they're going into modern so much. They they they're blending Final Fantasy is now has to be all you know, modern guns and cars and spaceships mixed with fantasy magic, which is, that's a cool genre on its own. I mean, that's, you know, mixing modern with magic. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's been I done. It. But, you know, Final Fantasy was through most of the time, I guess when I was growing up with it, through all the way through nine, seven was the first time where you had the steampunk type thing. And that was big, and I get it. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, everybody loves seven, and now people who who love seven are making Final Fantasy games, and they want to make Final Fantasy seven type games. <laughs> but they they just went overboard. They seven was great, and then eight, nine, well nine at least was definitely fantasy, high fantasy, and that's what they were before. One, two, three, four, five, and six were all very high fantasy. It was just fantasy, you know, and and it was swords okay. and wizards and dragons and that kind of cool stuff, um, like Chrono Triggers, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then they went over to this thing and they've lost me with the genre. They're no longer fantasy. And, and now today is when they actually, when they're, they're showing Sid, the auto mechanic, I'm like, Oh, this is terrible. Uh, and then it's just terrible. <laughs> and then the second one is that uh, a lot of Japanese games do this RPGs is that they just, they want you to see their game. And they kind of, most of the time just want to tell the story, their story. And you're kind of a part of it. So you're, it's such on rails that you you just i mean mm. it's just not anything but a rails game and and a lot of the final fantasy games you can walk to the side of the 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 screen and realize that you're running in place because they want you to go on this four by four trail through the forest you know there's yeah that was that was part of what killed it for me with the yeah, with it, the console one i was like this I, I don't i don't really care about this story the weird turn-based combat was fun enough but just not compelling when there were, you know, there was a new right, Uncharted right. game I could and, play. And then the third thing is that, uh, again, again, thing Japanese pe- people want to, developers do in the last five to ten years has been because they want it to be their game and their story and their way to to, to tell you this thing. There's not a lot of, uh, like, you can't change your characters. It's not an individual character mm. have here. You're, you're seeing, you're watching this character and its story and its thing. But if I put on a new... Uh, um, jacket it doesn't or armor I don't see it it's just those are just oh, statistic boosts yeah. you know I hate oh, I hate saying the word hate just hate saying <laughs> the word hate Um, but I dislike saying the word hate but I, I really really dislike that you know when I'm putting something on this isn't the 90s anymore you should be able to put a helmet on and it looks different looks, and, looks like the helmet yeah that right. um, that's one of the things that I'm not crazy about with destiny I think because or destiny 2 i should say because it's a shooter and a sci-fi shooter like you never see first of all you never see your head yeah you have a you have a helmet and a mask which i get it's in space like there's not necessarily breathable environment whatever but i'm like why did i customize my face if you can (laughs) see it in town that's that's Um, terrible in a lot of games um i get it thematically and it's and it's whatever um uh, 14 is an MMO, so it didn't have that problem. Like, oh, there's sure. plenty of custom, you know, stuff that you could get. 
and yeah. and where and I assume at some point I never got to max level. But really I just got to a point where I couldn't I couldn't take the world seriously. Like there was conflict between these three nations and then this bad guy who was in space. So you got some of that like is it fantasy, is it sci-fi thing you were talking yeah. about. Um and you know, like for my brother Andrew, like he he couldn't get past the chocobos. <laughs> and I'm like, I've played WoW on and off for ten years. I don't mind, you know, an elf riding a big ostrich looking thing. Like that sort of makes sense. Right. But when the mailbox is a fat cat hanging from a balloon <laughs> in every town, I'm like, what what are you trying to be? Like yeah. are you are you goofy or are you serious like the story seems really serious but this the the world and some of these environment settings are real that, that, goofy. that is just that is just japan like right that is just yeah that's characteristic yeah, of what a japanese game is you know i mean and so and so some combination of that and you know not you know when i sit down at the computer i'm like well do i want to log in to an mmo and spend 40 minutes like figuring out what i was doing and and get back to that <laughs> right. or you know do i want to play a match or two of of here to the storm and you know go watch some Netflix? hey since since we're talking about mmos i got something i haven't really mentioned to you but i i just thought of as you were talking about it uh i watched i finally watched the warcraft movie um did you what, what did you think oh, of that right i saw it in the theater i enjoyed it i was sort of racking my brain to piece together the the parts of the lore that i knew oh, so wait did um, you th- did again, you come into it being a lore meister of war of, of warcraft no no i mean i at, at at no point would i consider myself that i know that uh if anyone's listened to this show they know that it doesn't take much for me to get off on a, a tangent trying to explain <laughs> what i understand of warcraft lore um the lore in that movie all takes place before at least before World of Warcraft, and I think before maybe Warcraft two and three. It, it wasn't until Warcraft no, three that I, they I think really be, I think it happens before Warcraft one. I think it's before Orcs and Humans. I think yeah, yeah. It's it's this is all prequel stuff. I mean, WoW has done enough like time travel elements since uh, since the Burning Crusade expansion, and they have the the Chrome or the yes. Bronze Dragonflight. Uh, you know trying to maintain the time stream so we know some of these elements like you know medivh opening a portal in uh the black morass that used to be a swamp um if you remember that yeah. that five-man dungeon um to bring in to bring the orcs from draenor onto azeroth yeah i liked that that, that, um, that zone that was fun and and so you you get some of those pieces like you know karazhan and and all of that stuff, but but for the most part, for the most part, new story. I I enjoyed it, but I think part of me was disappointed, sort of in the same way as like um, we talked about off the air. Some of the DC universe shows where you're like, man, this like a lot of money went into making this look really good. I wish that the story was more accessible yeah. or more recognizable or something because it it wasn't successful enough that they're gonna do it again i don't think yeah and it it 
definitely that, was that made makes to me a little be sad. that. Right? Like it was, they, they were they weren't even trying to hide the fact that this is not actually the movie. This is just like part one of seventeen. Right. right. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's uh, it's a world based on an MMO, so there's not. It's not even like you know. You could take a single installment of uncharted or assassin's creed and make the story into a movie like you'd have to compress it down right Right. there'd be no running around doing side quests (laughs) but but the main story is already a main story right uh in an mmo you've got maybe a main story but then like while you're fighting this guy turns out these other guys have taken over this thing and we've got some dungeons and raids over there like it's it's a world of stories built to um you know give some backdrop for all of this gameplay and it's so much bigger than a a single player game or 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 especially like a book that it just it just doesn't work like there's so much of it and so i feel like they could have they could have they could have executed it. I, I, I want to interject way. a little bit here that that um, one MMO. Well, there's probably two. I think I think uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic does a good job of telling a single player story, um, but Elder mm. Scrolls does it does a really good job of show, having a story. Like to the game, there's a story, and and it has a beginning, it has an end. I mean, it definitely does. It's almost a, a flaw right. of it because. Um, there's like the prophet, there's this guy named prophet and he shows up at the very beginning of the tutorial and we're learning this, the game. And then periodically you'll get a message from him or he'll appear in front of you when you hit a certain level or something and say, Hey, come to the Harbor and come talk to me, the Harborage. And then he's like, okay, it's time for you to do the next step in the main story. And that's clearly like, that's the mm-hmm. main quest. And it's, it goes all the way through up to your max level. And then when you get to max level, you get kind of like the final quest line to go into. Um, and so if they made a movie, that one, I could see it, but like Warcraft in your example, and most other MMOs, you're right. There's, it's just an ongoing breathing world that doesn't have a, it's the setting, not really the, the story. And, and in this movie for me now switching over to the movie again, the movie for me, I, it suffered from, it suffered from, I hate saying this because I really like it. It suffered from too much CG. (laughs) The, the the orcs were great. Yeah. I thought they did a an okay job, but it definitely felt too clean and and absolutely bothered the crap out of me that when they're sitting every scene that's in Stormwind, every scene that's in the castle, there is no reason they need to be walking around on green screen, and it's absolutely apparent that they're on green screen with almost everything that's around mm. them. You know, okay, maybe the table in front of them yeah. is real, but the walls are not real. And the lighting is a little right. off, but you can just tell, you know, the dungeon is super clean. If it was a practical effect type thing, it, I mean, if it was, a, they built a set, I think the movie would be a ton more believable. I mean, if you put it up to like Lord of the Rings, when they go into a place, they've got CG for the background, like the, the vistas in the background and stuff. But where Frodo is walking around in Rivendell, that room is real. That's a real room. You know, right. and they're interacting yeah. at Bag End is they built Bag End. And that's what they should have done with Warcraft. None of that dang thing. You can tell Karazhan was like a computer, poorly done computer thing. You know, it was terrible. <laughs> 
And I, and I, I just kept, yeah. that, that was so distracting and that made the, and it didn't stop. There wasn't just one scene. It was every single scene, even the woods that they fight in, you can tell is not real woods, you know? Yeah. And I thought that this is just, that's what made that ruined the whole movie. And I was not a, I'm not a lore, a Warcraft lore guy at all. Uh, I will say that when you were talking about the time zones that you go back and you play back historical moments, I kept feeling when I played through mm-hmm. those that like, wow, this is cool. I, I know this has like really impactful lore for people who were like, were fans of this and it's probably something I would like, but I don't know anything about it. It's just fun. Um, but it was mm-hmm. exciting. The fact yeah. that this is probably an important moment that I'm playing here. I just don't realize it. So. I- yeah. And I mean, for all the, for all the talk that I've done about different, like I've listened to some, um, the, the guys on the instance have done a couple of, uh, of lore episodes where they, where they catch up on that. And I've watched a couple YouTube videos, but for the most part, especially when I was playing back in the day, like I didn't have time. Like I was pretending to work a full-time job while like looking at DPS spreadsheets <laughs> to try and, to try and down bosses. Like I was not reading lore, uh, in essays yeah, and, and stuff. And, and- I've I've picked some of that picked some of that stuff up after the fact and th- there are a few things that I I mean I don't have anything against that. Like, I think oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we fought that guy. Why were we fighting right. that guy? Why was he why was he this way? And yeah, I I play through I, I'm still playing periodically playing Elder Scrolls and um I used to go through when I was playing through with my main character I I, I would li- cuz I was playing just solo. I just play I mostly play that game solo. And and I'd listen to the story. I listened yeah. it's all voiceover so I would listen to them talk and that was good. And, but every time I now when I, I'll do like dungeons and pickups or something like that or play with friends that it's I, there's stories in those dungeons and you're doing quests in them. But I have no idea. It's just like, oh, everybody's running to fight those beetles over there like, quickly, quickly. Just push X, X, X and go through it. You know, I, I need yeah. to be paying attention to whatever. So that, that's a difficult thing with an MMO. But anyway, to the to the movie, I, I liked I liked it. I liked I did actually go online and search more about Medivh. I searched more about Duratar. Um, and Goldan and I hadn't really, I knew Goldan from the game, but I didn't really know Goldan and, or the, the horde. Mm-hmm. Cause I was Alliance. I didn't know the horde whole story. Um, so this was, this was cool. Right. It actually made me think like, like I remember as I was watching the show, I'm thinking, I remember Karazhan was a place you went and fought. It wasn't like a good guy's fortress. It was a bad guy's place. It was like, you know, it was a bad thing. Right. Um, so when they were going there, I was thinking, okay, something's going to happen or whatever. And then Medivh's kind of a jerk. And I, I kept seeing him through Warcraft right. lore through the game. And Medivh's, so I thought he was a good guy. And they keep talking about him a bit of a good guy. But as I watch this show and I remember in the game, why is it the world keeps thinking that Medivh's a good guy? He's terrible. Like he's the worst, right? <laughs> and they keep saying, oh, he's influenced by this or that. But well, the, the movie was was okay. I wanted it to be better. I'm sure everyone felt that way who was a Warcraft fan and watched it. I, I felt that it. I got some of the things that were happening. I, I disliked that this was clearly a only part of the story. Hmm. I mean, I knew it all the way through. I, I thought Lothar, I like that actor in Vikings. He's on that, right, show, right. Movie, that show Vikings. Ragnar Lothbrok. Um, yeah, Ragnar, right. Uh, awesome. But... He, it just didn't fit. He was so out of place the whole movie. <laughs> every every actor felt like they were out of place, mm. and and that was probably the set the the director. I wonder if 
Warcraft suffered by a terrible director. I wonder if that's a, maybe I should file that in my, in my mind as an example of a movie that's ruined by the director. Do you know offhand? Cause I thought it was the Spider-Man guy. Raimi? Sam Raimi? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but I hope not. All I know is that it was terrible. It was, you know what I can liken it to? It was to, it was to, to episode one quality of CG. I mean, mm. it just was not, yeah, it was not great. Right. Uh, ex- the orc, they did, they did an amazing job on the orcs is everything that they could. The, the character, the characters they had were believable enough. It's just that the backgrounds and the setting and everything just went too much with it. And and maybe yeah. they went that way. It was like, well, we can avoid the uncanny valley by making everything, everything CG and it'll fit in. Well, yeah. And it's part of, it's like the the flip side of what I was saying in defense of, of wow being kind of cartoony like i remember some of that like you're seeing all the all the stormwind soldiers and stuff and they look like guys wearing stormwind armor from the game and you're like "Ah, yeah it's not it's it's all a little too bright a little too high con um a little too oversaturated um all of that kind of stuff yeah for sure yeah and and it didn't get better when they showed the night elves. It, it you know, they, it's unfortunate. And it's almost one of those we we all watch. I think every single person that's ever watched a Blizzard cinematic, you're like, I would watch a whole movie of this. Yeah, which yeah, which honest to God, that's what they should just done. I, I know they went and they always try to release it out for. Um, they always try to release them to, to the big theaters and make it a, a multi million dollar production with the Final Fantasy movie and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things like now Warcraft when they should just be doing what DC does with their animated shows and just release them straight to DVD and make them or online sales or whatever. Don't expect it to be a multi-billion dollar franchise, but you just well, release and, good stories that everyone and, will and buy. They, they also started with this like deep lore, you know, th- sure. There are some of like, if you know some of the lore, you know Duratan. You probably know Gul'dan because he was the big bad in the last, not this expansion, but the one before of World of Warcraft. But if you're going to make a movie about Warcraft, why would you not set it in... Why would you not tell one of the stories that the players of World of Warcraft know? Like, oh, for sure. World of Warcraft at several times has had upwards of 10 million subscribers. Like people paying $15 a month to play this game. Like why would you go so deep into the lore? Like that's a movie you do later. Once you've got a franchise established, it was was just a bad start out with like, start out with a story about thrall as an adult, not as a baby with the, the Moses part of the story. Like, right. Only, only lore nerds know that stuff, like, or or care. I mean, they they really don't. Like, take take an example from Blizzard and almost every game they've done, and focus on the mass appeal first. I bet you it was Blizzard's fault. I really do. I bet you that that they mm. they went and pitched this Warcraft and twelve million subscribers to Hollywood, and Hollywood was like, okay, we'll make a game, and finally got, they found the people to make it. But they were like, okay. We're, we're going to trust you and you give us the story because I don't think that the story was cheapened on in that. I mean, there was a lot of things going all over the place, but it did not feel like it was written by a, 
a Hollywood person. They did not have Hollywood stuff in mind. They went, I, oh, I see. It, it, they probably went to the MMO people and like tell us the story and write it down, and then we'll have screenwriters kind of pair that into it. Um, mm -hmm. But so these were probably WoW nerds who were like, if not Mike Morhaime and some of the old guys that were like made WoW or made Warcraft. That sorry. could be, and they're like, let's could start be. at the I, beginning. You know, I wonder. I wonder about that. I would, I would watch a documentary about. Oh, for how, sure. How this movie was You know what, made. there's... there's sort of like, there's the the whether or not we would ever get the full story, sort of like a documentary about Titan. Yeah, right. Well, the... the Oh, yeah, right. We'll never get that. But the... No, the no. Uh, Yeah, so it felt like that, that this was someone saying like, oh, this is so rich in lore, and you can't tell Arthas with, and, and these guys without telling the story of Doratan and... Because it goes back to where the orcs are from and the home and the, and Goldan. So let's start at the very beginning, because clearly we're going to get all 12 million people that have ever played for us to come to watch this show again and again. So let's start and make six movies and they'll all end up with Arthas and and it's going to be Illidan and we're, it's going to get into amazing stuff. But let's start at the beginning. I'm like, no, the yeah. one thing George Lucas did was start in the middle and that was fine. They should have started in the middle. Yeah. Start. Start when when things are interesting, like so much of that story in that movie doesn't make any sense if you don't know if you don't know if you don't understand how it all leads to stuff that's happened in the game, like they could have just made a movie about the story of Warcraft three, the story about yeah, Arthas yeah. going to Northrend and becoming the Lich King, like that could have been fine. They could have you know done they could have put in all the stuff about the the um what's, what's the word i want to say blight but that's not right the the plague right. the undead plague as it came down from there and uh sylvanas's story like there's so much more recognized more relatable stuff like this could have been a franchise of movies like harry potter or twilight based on much better story yeah. I and mean, they they should have I, I think you hit it right on the the head there is that it should have been Warcraft three. They, I mean, that's probably the most compelling and most recognizable and long lasting story was Arthas. And it, and that bleeds right into world of Warcraft and the, and Illidan being the biggest highlight of all of world of Warcraft was that time. So if you're going to show an origin story, show the good one that everyone knows and is going to know, like I know I fought Illidan. I fought Arthas. I fought these big guys. Everyone at the height of wow fought these guys they didn't fight duratan they didn't fight blackhand they didn't no. fight goldan who are these people i don't even know medivh okay i'll get it but right like karazan and we know thrall but thrall's he's not, not in, in the movie, movie. He's a they don't even don't think they call him thrall do they didn't they say when like when she said ask for the name to be called that he said some other name not thrall yeah it's not it's his thrall's not his actual right. name it's just you know, it's thrall like a slave. It's what they right. call him at some point. So, later so you don't story. even if you are just a. I played World of Warcraft. You don't even know that's thrall per se. You know, for the longest time, I kept wondering if Duratan right. was thrall. You know. Oh, I think I knew that that connection, um, and I knew Gul'dan, and I knew Medivh, but I was like, okay, well, this is not. This is not uh, Anduin. Rin, the current right. king, because the, the, the story isn't right. Like, this is not 
it's not the same character. So Anduin Rin is named after this guy. Oh. Um, Anduin. Yeah. And by the way, can we just complain a little bit, just a moment about when spoilers, the king dies? Like <laughs> that was terrible. That was <laughs> horrendous. Like they're in a big fight at the gate, and the first off, the king is stupid there. Second off, that that he's at the gate <laughs> and he won't go through the gate. That's there's not one of his lieutenants would be smart enough to just pick his butt up and throw him through the gate is ridiculous. And then he's like, Oh, we're all going to die. So let's let the orc kill me. What? That, that was terrible here. Just stab, stab me in the back. Here, here's my, here's my <laughs> knife. And, and then everybody accepts it. I, th- I oh, think I blocked a terrible that terrible plot point. That was, again, that was a, we want this actor and this story to be in in six movies and to be resolved with this love story. And it's going to be big. And they just weren't focusing. You, you know what that probably is? It's the, it's the Harry Mudd uh, Star Trek Discovery problem where like they've established at some point what uh, Garona does because she, she's one of the other characters that I recognized by name, if not, oh, was she in? Story. Is she in World, World um, of Warcraft? I I don't know if she the character is. Um, that felt like it was made like, for the movie, but I, I guess not. like she has she has items named after her and and things like that. So okay. I don't I don't remember for sure. Probably because I also have mostly played Alliance. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that feels like a okay. Well, the lore already says that this happened, and we can't just change it. So. Yeah, um. that that was horrible, and the the whole thing, the, the shot, the the CG, I mean everything. And um, anyway, that I was disappointed. I, I I I will say I knew that it wasn't great when I bought it. I bought it as a Black Friday thing. I knew that that fans and critics and everyone else alike was panned it really terribly. Um, not from a lot of hater aid, just because it was from the standpoint that it was a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. And so I went into it with that. And I actually went into it with the thought of like, um, if I can cherry pick a few Warcraft things in the background or Easter eggs, it'll make me happy. Like when I heard the Murlocs and they show a Murloc like in the water and I'm like, Oh, that made me feel happy. Sure, some, some Easter um, eggs. Right. That, that, so that I was happy with that. And I, that made it feel better for the movie. But then there's just so much to overcome that I couldn't overcome in every scene to not like the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, Uh, and I definitely would not recommend it to anyone who's never played any Warcraft game. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Would you do that? I I watched it. I watched it with my brother Andrew, and I kept like leaning over him and going, "Oh, he's the guy who this and this." Whenever I managed as a as a longtime WoW player, managed to piece together, you know, some some kind of connection. Yeah. So I yeah. just I just looked it up out of curiosity. Uh, the Warcraft movie has a twenty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes from yeah. critics and a seventy seven percent from audiences. Oh, we might have to bring this back which, next week. Which is a which is a handy segue since we've just got a little bit of time left. Uh, last night I finally got out to see Justice League. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, all right. Um. Yeah, you want you want to talk about that this week? Or just, just 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 a little, just a little bit. bit, just a little bit. Okay, we don't good. we don't have too much time. Right. Left, let's so. let's just talk about that movie just a little bit, and you give me your synopsis on how you feel. Give me the feels that you got from it. So I did not know before I saw it that um, that they had a change of directors from uh, oh. from, from Zack uh, Snyder. You're going to talk about something I wasn't aware of. I have a feeling. Okay, go ahead. 
Okay. Uh, Joss Whedon, right? From yeah, Zack Snyder. Z- Zack Snyder had to drop out for uh, family reasons, and right. Joss Whedon took over. And so there's this sort of, like, weird mix of tone between, you know, a Zack Snyder, Batman vs. Superman, Man of Steel, dark-feeling movie, and yeah. a Joss Whedon, you know, more positive avengers feeling thing which i was not as keenly aware of when i when i heard that i i went back over the movie in my mind and i'm like okay yeah definitely i can see where that where that sort of because like obviously a lot of it was already shot so he couldn't just you know they didn't have limitless resources they already you know as i understand it lost money in the box office and all that but Anyway, without getting too deep into that, I, I for the most part, enjoyed it. Like, I had already looked at some of the reviews and seen that I think its its Rotten Tomatoes score was, like, 40 from critics and, like, 80 from audiences. Yeah. Which is still better than Warcraft and much better than <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman both got, like, mid-20s. Right, uh, where they gave Wonder Woman a ninety-two, which you know you bring up you know these, those num those numbers about matched up with my expectations for Justice. You bring League. up like, these scores are just itching me, man. I'm trying to hold on <laughs> to, not, to not talk about those. Well, well, we got Fox lined up for next week, so we'll you know as we yeah, did we'll, last we'll, time we'll, do, on, we'll, we'll go off on that next week. Okay, but but anyway, we'll so spend a you're, we'll spend a good chunk of time talking about. Let, let's talk about Dennis's Rogers when you the, went in so, there and you came out of it though. What was some highlights and some things that bothered you? Um, I didn't mind Ben Affleck as much as I did in Batman vs Superman. Like okay. that whole concept to me, like I'm not a big fan of of his to begin with, and it felt very strange to me to do a new Batman for this story. Like I understand why there's studios and rights and and all of that stuff, but like we just had three movies of christian bale like why do we have a new batman for this for the story but in this movie that, that he was, that was okay, actor like, right like i think he was just done i think bale wasn't coming back probably yeah. a variety of yeah. a variety yeah. of reasons it just felt it it added to the list of of mistakes sure. that that batman for superman made he was okay in this um gal gadot as wonder woman uh diana prince is still amazing mm-hmm. Um, in that role, uh, did, did you I like did her bank scene? Did that... you like her bank scene when she was like saving the robbing yeah. of the bank? Or the whatever it was. That was good. It's a little you know open with the fan service. It's huge, wasn't it? That. Like, that's, that was totally about that. Kind of, kind of a, just a just a sequence of like reminding us again who these who these different characters right. are. If it's a little. It's a little clunky. It totally, but it's it totally sort of is. you know, I I don't know how, I don't know how you do that when you're when you're setting up this whole team up in two movies. Well, you, you you do like, it by giving every single character their own movie before you actually put a team up movie. Well, right, that's what I was <laughs> going to say. Like the better way to do it is more the Avengers route. Right. Of course, you know you you still have some missteps like the like the Hulk movie, but you know you at least have a couple. You know, 
that that's what I said when when we watched Batman vs Superman. I'm like, I don't really want a Ben Affleck standalone Batman movie, but Batman vs Superman was at least two movies worth of story, and maybe three yeah. that they crammed into this, you know, whatever like crawling bloated snooze yeah. fest. Anyway, I don't, <laughs> you're switching I don't want to talk about right that movie. Switching, um, sw- switching. Um, I did not know that they were making Barry Allen young, like the like the TV yeah. series on the right. CW. And it distracted me that that actor looks a little bit like a young Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> right. Okay, I get it. <laughs> right. And he kind of fits with that attitude, um, kind of almost a little bit, right? Yeah. His ad, you know, he's the he's the Tom Holland Spider Man of this yeah. franchise and he was fine actually i um, thought i thought he I was his attitude was wally west i don't know if you ever watched any of the uh the justice league cartoons animated series but uh they used wally west in there and wally is lighthearted and fun and and kind of the comic relief and that they used his attitude for barry allen so right i think the only one of those that i saw was andrew showed me uh flashpoint paradox which I think has an older okay, Barry. Okay, sure. Not old, yeah. but... He's, he's mature, because you know. Barry's mature. Um, then, yeah. But but he was good, like, you know, the the moment... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil the movie. Like we always, we always do, do. So we do. I should have said, said that at the start, but... You're, you're listening af- to the show, after, you know spoilers, yeah. Anything we talk about, we're going to spoil. Um, when, they, when they bring Clark back, and he's running... Yeah. Right. Barry's running and and his head turns oh. and his eyes move and you see that reaction as like that, that was, was great. great. <laughs> that whole scene was <laughs> I, I, I gotta say I, I I'm I'm firm in my uh was it um I'm confident in my masculinity and my in in my sexual orientation. <laughs> but at that point I wanted to to to, to be married to uh, Henry Cavill. I was like, God dude is so amazing. Like he was just mm. he was like Superman and he beat the crap out of people and you know, but it and, was good. I loved it. And I agree with um something Fox said on on Geek Scholars that um his performance as Superman in this movie was much better than Batman vs. Superman and in as much as I remember it, uh Man of Steel, because it's not this like dark, grim, mm. gritty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like Yep. You know, yep. that there's there's a place for that kind of story and it's uh it's it's in gotham <laughs> right, right right like it's in gotham that's, that's batman's story for whatever my opinion's worth as a as you know an avowed an acknowledged non-comic book reader you know right. i don't know there's the whole like you know dc is bright colorful sure, and marvel sure. is dark grit or whatever vice versa right, i mean I you that. got x-men right. which is the you know, whatever, whatever. Right, right, right. Don't right. um, too far there. <laughs> right, but uh, in 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 as much as my my understanding of those of those worlds and those characters right. is is valid. Um, well, ba- Batman's that. Not... Batman could be that for you. That that that's your real. Batman gritty, can be that. Like emo. he's got he's got the dark. Um, I mean, dead parents. That's, you know? <laughs> right the the dead the dead parents i mean that's one of the things that he says in justice league when he's talking to alfred he says clark was a better human right or i don't think he says it that way he's more human than however me, he says it says. he was he was more human than me and you're like oh this is 
this is significant because Clark's not human at all. Right, right. Right? Like it's really significant. Like he's he's an alien from another planet, but he you know Yeah. <laughs> sort of I I never really thought about this before, but like Superman, Clark Kent, has has two sets of parents. Yes. Right? right. Like the L's and, and the, the and, Clarks and the Kents. And the Clarks. And and Bruce Wayne doesn't have doesn't have any like he has a butler right. who's like sort of his um you know like his nanny slash employee <laughs> right so like like he can he can parent him a little bit but not completely because he you know he still works for <laughs> right him. he's still the right. boss lim- right th- there there are limits to that relationship and so that you know without without going too far into the weeds there that sort of um that was a good scene when he when he mentions that bring brings into focus this the difference between these two characters right um but but and they they tried to do in here and and i think it was batman versus superman's failing that, that this one suffers from is that you know in the comics and the best thing about Justice League and Batman Superman is that they're best friends. They are, they rely on each other for everything. They are two sides of the coin that know that they're two sides of the coin are stronger together. And they had long series of the Batman Superman comic books that were wildly successful and still are. And they're great. They are great together. And, um, the, this one tried to play that. It was like, Oh, he's, he's more human than me. And it showed, uh, Bruce accepting how good Kal-El is and how much he wants them to bring him back. But they never, they didn't let that, they didn't let that grow enough. They, they like all of a sudden he, yeah. he wanted to kill him. He wanted a K-I-L-L Superman for 95% of the movie. And all of a sudden Martha, Oh, now we're, I like you and let's fight the bad guy. Oh, and yeah. you die. I mean, and now I love you forever because you were my long lost brother. So- so many i mean no no I, but the, there are right. resources on the internet where where people more knowledgeable than that me t- have, but that, have dissected right. everything but, that's wrong with that but that movie. ties into but this movie though really because, because just here bruce is supposed just to like timing it. like there's no there's no setup for that and so yeah that that opened them up to kind of bring some of that bring some of that back here um overall i think i went into it with with low enough expectation after all the stuff you hated on that other one yeah right yeah and um knowing that uh that wonder woman was going to be great right you know and just hopeful that the rest of it would would not be terrible um the other two guys like cyborg was pretty good i didn't really care for aquaman it's a weird i i'm not familiar with the character but the the surfer bro thing didn't didn't appeal to me in any way. It sort of makes right. sense for a aquatic. I felt like they. Yeah, I think they went a good direction they, with him instead of like classic. They needed to do something different. They tr- they tried to cram in some story with him that didn't make any sense. You know, it's back to the same like they needed. Which, which an they Aquaman have an Aquaman movie. movie coming out, by the way. Well, right, but like. But no, no, exa- exactly. That's that, that the thing is that they this just one just weird... they're doing it backwards by like saying, um, here's a here's a teaser. And here also here's a teaser of Barry's story. And like, that's not what we want. You need to tell us the story before you show us these other characters like Mira. And we we have to we have to understand these characters to an extent before 
we can appreciate. Yeah, you can't reverse storytell this. Is going to be the weirdest thing. You you can't just you can't just you know open up a, a a file folder with all the pictures and the and the the dossiers of the different heroes and then play a cover of Come Together <laughs> right. by the Beatles. And well, you know that being said, know, all those that major be... those are some major storytelling m- mishaps on the studio's part. And that being said, th- th- I thought mm-hmm. that this movie did an okay job with w- the terrible situation they were given. I think that the characters interacted believably. Um, I like that they, they were fun and exciting. Yeah. And I did, I did say what I think everyone else in the internet says is that I felt hopeful for more because I kind of did want to know more about cyborg. And I did want to know, I did want to, I will watch an Aquaman movie because that he was interesting enough in here there. It was, you know, I'm frustrated the way they told it, but it, if they would have done it backwards, I bet you would have made justice league way better. Like if I would just watch the cyborg movie and the Aquaman movie, the Wonder Woman movie, Batman movie and the Superman movie. And then now we watch Justice League. I bet you'd make Justice League. They could put that same exact movie out and it'd make the whole thing way better. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, here's a here's a perfect example. Like the only context we have for um, Ben Affleck's Batman is the terrible Batman versus Superman. But so take that as that. Yeah. And then we have the very good wonder woman movie yeah the best sort of and not chemistry but like interaction conflict between this whole group was this you know provocation sort of thing between bruce and diana yeah right where like he challenges her um based on her relationship with steve right and you know batman being his, his jerk self that he is Right, he's, he's Batman, he's pushing, and then, you know, they have this whole thing where, like, she's she's not comfortable leading, and, you know, why is, you know, he was a symbol, why weren't you ever a symbol? Like, you're right. just as powerful as he is, right. and just as heroic, like, what, like, that was all very interesting, and very, um, I don't want to say relatable, but, like, it felt genuine and was all, you know... Uh, it was something I could I could connect with in, at some level right. because I had some context for these characters, right? Like the oh, others, yeah. The other you ones know, you don't. I watched. I watched half of the first season of The Flash on on CW before getting tired of the terrible. <laughs> well, so you kind of you kind of you kind of knew the, like, the dad thing then, right? That at least you had something there. So so I know about his dad, and I know about the whole Star Labs accident thing that made him the flash and if you if you Um, didn't if you didn't watch that first half season of that flash you were one of those most people they have no idea who this dad is and what that's all about and star lab no right yeah that's 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 a perfect example and then cyborg you you know almost you, you know nothing about cyborg except this and this and they cram the the it reminds me of the of the cube it reminds me of the cube from Transformers. <laughs> right, yeah. It's the MacGuffin. Right. They 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 kept like changing the name of it and right. uh all all this different stuff. But Well, yeah. I, I will say that there's some I've seen it twice. I, I watch it that not because I like I love it, oh my god. I watch a lot of movies twice. Um but mm-hmm. it that was circumstance that I happened to be like, Hey, I've got time and no one's here and I, I'm gonna sure, watch sure. a five dollar matinee. Um 
and 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 it had some scenes that I kind of loved enough that I wanted to see it on the big screen again. And these are the ones I'd like to say. I loved the Flash one. You pointed out it's probably my favorite scene when the, he sees Superman sees the Flash and he starts moving really quickly. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that whole fight is amazing because there's the like the triple headbutt between him and Diana. That's like you just show both of their amazing power. Um, oh yes, yeah. so was, cool. Really good you know, too. and how he just like all of a sudden he will move super fast and like the whole ground shakes when he moves. Um, or when he picks mm-hmm. he picks up Batman and starts to like you just know in a second he can do anything and just destroy him. That was that was awesome. Mm-hmm. You hear his neck crackle and, and he says things like, but they don't need you. I was like, Oh, I loved it. Uh, I liked, I, I love that. That whole scene. I could play again and again. Um, I liked the, uh, the flash saying it was a good, well done scene when they, they were getting ready to use the flat, go into battle for the first time. And flash literally says like, I've never done battle. I pushed some people and ran away. And that <laughs> right, was great. Right. That really helped the flash be better because he's just that. <sighs> Like at the beginning of that, when he's like, "Hey, I don't like bugs or really tall people," or you're like, uh, "This is a little." But then that whole interaction between Bruce telling him, "Just go in there, just save one right. person, don't do anything else," and you're like, "You're like, oh man, I see, I see. you it's see where it's heroic. going, but it doesn't diminish when right. it happens." Like he brings the guy out and he stands there for a second. And he's like, "I'll be right oh. back." Well, this this is uh-huh. what I'm supposed. I'm I'm a hero. I'm supposed to be right. heroic. It's really it is. simple. And, and the second time you watch that, it's you know that's coming, and you know what's going to happen. And I mean, it's even better. I mean, like when I watch that that through the second time, he comes through mm-hmm. and he he delivers the cyborg's dad back, and I'm looking for that. I'm staring at that scene, and he's and the actor does it really well. A, a very short, like stunned. Um, wow, I just did that, and I totally can. And I'm going to do it again. And it was great. It's like you said, it's the right. hero moment. So I, I love that. Um, I do like I do like Aquaman. Um, I was kind of a semi fan of him back way back in the day, even with Super Friends, which was probably Aquaman's downfall. But um, he uh, so I kind of <laughs> liked him um, similar to the whole Thor thing where I liked Thor growing up and they've, they've changed Thor and I'm a little sad, but I'm OK with it. Um, Aquaman, they changed radically and I'm actually totally fine with it. They, they made him like this huge, like sexy guy that every, you know, get the women to watch. And, and that's great. It was totally fine. Um, because it just, he needed something. They couldn't bring the old fish guy with orange tights and wings to the screen. He, it's it's a good, it's a good thing to do. And and hopefully his movie will be interesting when they had his underwater scenes, they were compelling enough to think that that could be cool as a whole movie. Um, the Wonder Woman was cool. Right. Her her bank scenes were neat. Um, as everybody else has said, and I kind of agree with, Steppenwolf was a forgettable thing. Oh, I love the Amazons. I've always loved the Amazons in the Wonder Woman scenes. The Amazon and this one were they just topped it even more. Like when they're trying to get the the, the mother box mm-hmm. away, and they're doing all the amazing Amazon things right. they do. You're like, jeez, you know they're they're phenomenal. Uh, so they were yeah, they were cool. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I, I, yeah, I have all the same misgivings that you have. Uh, I hope that it'll be better later. I, I would rate it where people are rating it, you know, 70 ish, you know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, it's a fun show. It, it, it was, it oh, was good I like for Cyborg what it was. Too. I thought Cyborg There was were better. some, there were some things, there were some things I would have done differently, but 
there was never a moment where I was like, oh, yeah. this was awful. It was just, you know, some things about it were a little awkward, and I think they made the movies yeah. out of order. They, they, but, they, there was, you know, there was, Cyborg, is, I was expecting to be terribly, like, war, or Warcraft level of CG, and the actor did a really good job of his voice and the way he delivered lines, and it just worked really, really well for me, and the CG was totally good. The, um... The moment when, again, spoilers, when they separate the cubes yep. and they blow back and uh, Henry Cavill is like, nope, I take <laughs> yeah. it back. Yeah, I, I, I can't even die. tell the physics of and, how I feel my toes. I, he's like, <laughs> I can't understand how, I, how my toes hurt. Like, it's it's like I said in our, in our chat uh, with Fox. It's like the one scene from Batman vs. Superman when uh, Wonder Woman shows up and they they stop fighting each other so that they can fight um uh shoot what's the, it called doomsday yes doomsday and uh and she's like i've fought beings from other worlds before yeah like, right is she with you i thought she was with you like that 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 one little three lines of dialogue that's most of what yeah, we want that's what from Marvel a comic has. book movie that's what robert downey we jr is you know? we don't yeah. You know, you can have you can have drama. You can have you know, Hawkeye wants to retire, but yeah. they keep bringing him back, and you know, Cap is just trying to defend his friend, and you know, to like yeah, it's a civil war. We're we're invested. We're invested in a conflict between um, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. because we've seen them work right. together for two movies. Plus, we've seen who they are from five yeah. and, of and, their and, and own you movies. And you have like a, a heavy two, moment you know, when whatever, whatever. he's like staring him down. And he's like, we're done with this. This is a big fight. It's a real thing. And friends are fighting each other. And then all of a sudden, Ant-Man does his giant man thing. And, and then there's the one-liner, like you're saying, that you need from Tony Stark saying, all right, does anybody else have any, any shockingly fantastic powers that we're unaware of you know it's, it's those <laughs> lines that make you think okay there's right, levity right. to this thing it doesn't have to be so so important and this movie did it at you, the end you've got to you've got to balance it out because because at the end of the day like yes these are people with emotions and conflicts that we can relate to but they're still like yeah right guys that can fly or Guys that have suits that make them fly, or a guy who gets mad and turns <laughs> yeah. into a giant green rage monster. Right. Like they're still not real. Like there has to be some comedy to right. balance and out. And you know, this Justice League did that a little bit drama. at the end. I think the last fight with Steppenwolf was not heavy and and really drama emotional filled. Like you said, that scene with Cyborg. There was also several with like well, Bruce well no, and I mean, and, and I mean, and I mean, come back to it. It's like, uh, you know, Cavill shows up like you knew he would in right. the in the 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 uh you know the um like we talked about the movie feels like right you knew he was going to show up late and then it would turn the tide right but like he does the he does the frost breath yep. and then diana dives at him and his axe shatters but then he his his minions kill him right which right. is like okay that's, well you that's had very to comic yeah i get it you couldn't um you couldn't have the heroes murder him right although they did right. in like batman versus superman they murdered doomsday doomsday well 
Doomsday was a monster, though right, he right. wasn't like a, a talking. He wasn't an intelligent. They did. They didn't kill Lex. Well, they also had Superman say things like, you know, hey, is this guy bothering you still? You know, they would throw those in there. Right. And and the, there's some comedy. And then when when he disappears, his helmet falls and like clatters around on the ground, yeah. like very like comedic. Right. Or, or or there was the scene where like the Flash is saving the people and that was cool and all of a sudden here goes Superman with the building over his head with uh, the whole that, building that's, right right that, that's the little that helped this be better than the last movie those yeah. things and I and I wonder if that wasn't the Joss Whedon in it you know like if you're doing and we've already gone on about this more, yeah, longer, excited, longer than I intended we, we need to but, wrap this one up there but yeah I th- I Go think ahead. if you're doing if you get the final story. Words. If you're doing a story in Gotham, like they have the throwaway line to wind up exploding penguins. Oh right, yeah. In in, in Justice cool. League, like that funny. Um, Batman doesn't have any powers, and for the most part, neither do any of his villains. Yeah. Right? Like right. they have stuff that happened to them. They might be kind of strong, or you know, the one dude is a zombie. But there's no, like, because he doesn't have any powers, his villains don't need powers to right. balance it out. Right. And so you can have stories that are a little more human. They're yeah. a little more, like, you know, just more psychological and and darker. Right. Because you're you're closer to that, as, as you would say, the ground level. Um, the street characters. guys. Right, yeah. Street level, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Right. Well, I liked it. I thought it was good, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll bring it. We'll bring it back next week when we talk. To, we are going to have Fox. We mentioned it to earlier on. We'll have him on next week, and we'll talk a little bit about how critics and reviews and sees in the movie industry. That's one of the topics we'll talk to him about, um, yep, yep. and how this movie goes. But um, if anybody's uh, looking for information on Fox, who's going to be our guest next week, we do have a, a profile, a small thing on him for uh, on our website, um, the front porch podcast.com uh no the no no the it's just frontporchpodcast.com and yep. you can go there and get profiles on him for to prep up a little bit on next week and learn about geek scholars and his credentials uh and besides that i think we did okay here today what do you think yeah we're uh we're running a little long here we'll have to cut all of this justice league stuff I no think. we can't cut justice league we love that <laughs> one but we'll, we'll we'll cut some warcraft stuff everybody loves that stuff right hey we didn't talk None star trek so we're we're on on the. I think that was the first mention of the ST name here, uh, so we're good. I, I, m- I mentioned it, but we're not. Uh, we're not. Uh, yeah, we're we're not. We're, we're I'm, not, I'm not. gonna I'm gonna hold you to that. No no Star Trek talk until 2018. So uh, yeah, if anybody wants to uh, um, come check us out, you should go to frontporchpodcast.com and you can check out all of our episodes there. Yep. Um, if you have any questions or comments, or if you got some topics you'd like to suggest for us to talk talk over. Uh, some movies that are coming up, uh, some games. Yeah, definitely let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Send us uh, an email there. Our, our uh, emails on the on the, the website. Uh, until then, for the Front Porch Podcast, this is Michael Daniels, and I'm Dennis Rogers for the Front Porch. Night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>